Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Blog Talk Radio. about what's going on in Afghanistan and the sad state that the country sits in right now. And uh, Joe Biden did an address to the nation stating that he will hunt the people down that took out 14 American soldiers in Afghanistan during a bomb at Kabul airport as we try to successfully evacuate people. All you need to know radio is going to give you real numbers about the evacuees. It's pretty outrageous and outstanding of our military. Those 14 people will not die in vain as the president promises to hunt down and kill them where they stand. Also, we're going to talk about COVID-19 is spreading like wildfire, taking the lives of our kids. We have got to do something about it, and you must get vaccinated. Also, we're going to talk about Madonna. Madonna tried to hold a letter out for 20 years with her relationship with a rapper, even though at his demise, he's still very, very popular. Is that enough for you? Well, we've got more. If it's not Porn King Jeremy, I believe Reiner is his name. In any way, he was arrested on 14 counts of sexual assault. We'll talk about that also. We have a song pick of the week by a music icon and the queen of... Pop, maybe? (laughs) No, he's not. But he's an amazing piano player, singer, songwriter. You'll know who he is. So with that, sit back and relax. I'm your host, John Hollywood, with our co-host, Almost Woolridge. With Woolridge and Nunn, sit back and relax. Grab your favorite cocktail, and let's get going, because All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. everybody. Welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, with our co-host, Almost Warridge. Let's talk about uh, the 14 Americans that were killed in Afghanistan during two different bombs that went in, that went off today with suicide bombers is what we're hearing. Almost, what do you hear about all that? Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's a it's an evolving story, and we obviously don't have all of the facts on the ground. 
but um, my understanding is that there have been um, several attacks by Taliban or um, Taliban-supporting elements on um, the front gate to the airport in Kabul, in the capital of Afghanistan, where the Americans and actually some of America's allies are working to try to evacuate um, both Americans and ambassadors and, uh, you know, uh, American staff, but also certain um, translators and other people, Afghan individuals who gave aid and support to the American military during its war effort. So, um, you know, again, we're, we're still kind of, the facts on the ground are developing, but there appears to have been a major attack um, on American troops and American interests today at the Kabul airport in Afghanistan. Well, President Biden addressed the nation very emotional, and in mm-hmm. statements of Biden attacks, we will hunt you down and make you pay where you stand. Twelve U.S. members were killed, and 60 Afghans were also killed in both attacks. So we also have Copperhead with us, our special correspondent. Copperhead, what do you think of all this? I think it's insane. We. America's known for uh, World War II when we woke the sleeping giant at Pearl Harbor. It was our enemies attacking us with no provocation. And this is very much the same thing with America saying we are pulling out, we are leaving all of this. And if you give us any sort of problems as we're leaving, we will come back in turn. And sure enough, they attack us, which means that we're back into the fight. And they had every opportunity to let us leave. And if they had let us leave, it would have been easier for them and safer for them. But instead, they poked the dragon, and here we go. The thing is, is that I don't think that the president is going to take this laying down. I think he is very emotionally, and he's pissed. He, you know, originally, let's all remind everybody that Joe Biden did. President Joe Biden did not make the original decision for Afghanistan for us to be leaving so quickly. This was made by the previous administration. And they're trying to rewrite history as they do in everything they fucked up. Excuse me, that just made it a radio show. But I'm very angry about this because everybody is pointing the fingers at Biden and saying what a bad job he's doing. And that's not the case. Former president, twice impeached, disgraced, criminal, sexual predator, racist, homophobic, vivid, former Trump, is the one who set the guidelines, him and his worthless-ass secretary, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and that's why there's been no American casualties uh, off out of country since 2020. So what do you think, almost? Who's to blame about yeah. this early withdrawal? It's, it's, you're, you're absolutely right to point the finger at the Trump administration for, um, uh, you know, they, they like to say, they, right-wingers and war hawk type people like to say, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And that's exactly what they did. They, they negotiated with the Taliban. Um, Trump and Pompeo signed a deal with the Taliban, and it was a bad deal. Um, and, and so for, as you correctly identified, for, for you know, right-wing propagandists and even kind of centrist media like CNN attempting to blame Biden for the timing and, you know, speed of the pullout, that's – it, it's it's objectively untrue, and you should be upset. But I, I want to go back to just kind of point out 
that um, what Biden said not today but last week about his leaving Afghanistan was also correct, that, you know, this started 20 years ago. It didn't start under Biden. It didn't start under Trump, and it didn't start under Obama. I mean, it started under George W. Bush. So the – and was America going – it was always going to be a catastrophe. Afghanistan, you know, the, the pullout from Afghanistan – was always going to be a catastrophe due to the relatively amorphous goals of nation building and having the Afghan army stand up and fight. The Afghan National Army was never going to stand up and fight against the Taliban because they, for the same, for the most part, agree with the Taliban. They were abusing American military contracting to get a bunch of equipment and money. So the you know, yes, we should put, squarely put the blame on Trump, but we also need to remember that, you know, the, the problems with this war and this 20-plus year war were around when I was a teenager. So um, it, it's not strictly accurate to just Donald Trump, and it's certainly inaccurate to lay all of the blame at the feet of Joe Biden and this administration. Real quick, guys, we just got some breaking news. Sadly, we have lost mm. one more soldier making the number 13. Just came <laughs> over the AP wire. 13 military have died. Maybe rest and, in you know, peace. Every, exactly. Everybody out there, any terrorists that are listening to this show, you better watch your step because this country does not take lightly to you assassinating our, our armed forces. We will come through you in the dead of the night like we did Osama bin Laden. I mean, this is BS. There is no reason for this. If you want to fight with each other, fight with each other. But when you come for America, you better be ready to fight the long fight because we will come for you. Copperhead, what do you think? I I agree a lot with uh, Amos. I will say it's a struggle a little bit with Biden with him being there previously for eight eight years and now this is his ninth year in office in the vp or presidential position and there's been no exit strategy at all that's that's kind of Mm. my biggest problem with some of that you've been there for half the time that we've been in the war and yet there's been no ready let's go let's get some things planned to pull out or if there has been they've fallen apart in between his obama days and now with his current days trump may have just messed everything up i don't know let's talk about that for a second over 100,000 Americans have been evacuated to date. That's pretty good. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. how did 6,000 Afghani, how did 6,000 American troops get into Afghan within 24 hours notice? There was a plan. Was it perfect? No. It was never going right. to be perfect because it was always, like you said, going to be a catastrophe. But I really get mm-hmm. infuriated when people say Biden didn't have a plan. Because he did, and he's actually listening to his military people, unlike the former president did did not. And I do want to respond briefly to Copperhead's statement because I, I tend to agree. And you know, long-term listeners of the show and you, Copperhead, individually, everyone knows that I'm I don't support war. Like I'm, I'm generally. Um, in favor of reducing the American <laughs> war footprint over the the globe and pulling back from some of our nation-building activities. Um, that said, 
you know, I, I do think there are some legitimate criticisms because based on what that position, I think there are some real legitimate criticisms of the Obama administration of which Biden was an integral part. And you're, you're absolutely correct that we shouldn't completely let him off the hook as he was the VP for eight years and could have, you know, worked together with Obama and that administration and that Pentagon to develop a plan to pull out of Afghanistan and to actually pull out. Um, and then adapt it for now. The issue, right. The, the issue as, as um, That's a good point. Uh, John That's a Hollywood, good point. The, the issue as John Hollywood has identified, and I completely agree with him, is that um, the actual plan to pull out was put together by the Trump administration and then laid on the foot of Biden, and it's therefore incredibly in, hypocritical and factually inaccurate to, to say Biden, you know, was solely responsible for the the pullout action and the the, the way the, the the catastrophe unfolded. Um, so, so I think you're basically both right, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, and the other thing is that there was one dumbass. Democrat and another dumbass Republican that in the middle of us trying to evacuate decided to take an American uh, government plane and fly into Afghanistan, putting their lives in danger, also putting lives of danger of people we're trying to get out just so they could do what? A, an overview of what we already know is going on? What do you think about that almost? It's a PR stunt. I mean, you know, they're not the first, first politicians to do something stupid for PR. They won't be the last. It's, it's clearly inappropriate. I mean, that runway is – aviation, but, you know, is very challenging, and you want as many runways open to get as many people out as possible. So, you know, by taking up a runway and time and security for getting VIPs to that airport, um, it, it's clearly a, an inappropriate publicity stunt, but it's just a publicity stunt. Copperhead, what do you think? I agree. There's no, there's absolutely no reason why they should be over there. Not when we're a hundred percent pulling out. I mean, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Do the math. We're pulling a hundred percent out. What do they need to come back for? Did they leave their toothbrush? <laughs> uh, probably the answer to that is no, because they're not that brave Put together. to leave anything over there. Because they, hey guys, they fly the on chartered planes that have toothbrushes. Well, I'm just exactly. saying, like, you know, uh, maybe they had to go and whitewash Capitol. something. Go ahead. This H- is hold on. You're talking about wire. a lawsuit. I know, I know what you're talking about, John. Please proceed. Yeah. Capitol Police officers just sued Trump over Capitol riots, and they brought major receipts. Mm-hmm. So what do you know about this, almost? So the, for, from my perspective, and I, I read a portion of the complaint, but not every piece of evidence, um, and there is substantial evidence attached to the complaint. It's long. The, as far as I can tell, and there's been several suits filed, that this appears to be the most sweeping allegation civilly of a conspiracy to commit sedition um, that has been filed to date, and there appears to be some real legal and monetary heft behind the plaintiffs in this suit, which makes its likelihood of succeeding before a federal circuit court significantly increased. If nothing else, they may be entitled to, to discovery of some um, otherwise pretty hard to get information. And um, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic that the results of this suit w- would be in, 
it injunctions as well as civil penalties, you know, if, uh, having to pay a lot of money um, for the people who were responsible for causing the insurrection. And we're, we're not talking about the, um, the, the rioters, as people have been saying. We're not talking about the individuals who, you know, walked through the Capitol that day. We're talking about the people who planned it. And as we've talked about on this show for several weeks now, in, in my opinion, one of the things that I'm the most concerned about with regards to the government's response to the Capitol, to the insurrection and the coup attempt, because um, there's, there's, there's multiple, you know, there's the coup attempt by Trump by attempting to influence the state attorneys general. There's the coup attempt by Trump. By, by attempting to improperly influence the federal Department of Justice. And then after both of those failed, they planned a violent coup on January 6th. All three of them failed, but, but calling just one of them a coup attempt inaccurate, and there was a clear plan, okay? And so the, the, my perspective is that from a legal perspective, it's incredibly important that the people who were conspirators, who were part of that planning, are held to legal and criminal legal as well as civil legal account. I think this lawsuit has the best chance of holding them to civil legal account. Um, the, another thing that's kind of tangentially related, which in my eyes – um, I'm really is a positive development uh, for that accountability that I think is incredibly important that we've talked about for about a month on this show is that uh, the House Select Committee on the right. uh, January 6th in- insurrection issued a uh, very broad sweeping set of subpoenas and demands for documents to a wide variety of people um, in and around uh, the Trump White House, the um, uh, Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, Roger Stone, and you know several other of the kind of well-known and not so well-known players, um, received sweeping document requests from a congressional committee with subpoena power. So um, you know both of those developments that I think happened yesterday and today. Um, are putting a lot of civil and criminal legal pressure on the people who actually planned the coup attempt. And I'm just, I'm heartened. I mean, I, you know, the results of the investigation and the lawsuit remain to be seen, but um, I, I, I'm heartened that it appears that they're actually taking the investigation seriously, which is, I was really afraid they weren't, but they appear to be doing so. And Copperhead, what do you think? 30 seconds. Well, like you said, as with Discovery, we're going to get more and more clues to what was happening uh, precisely on that day and the days leading up to it. And the more information that's given in, the more honesty that's given out to it, the more clarity it gets to it, the more we're going to be able to peg the people who were at fault at this and, and give it to the American people clearly as one concise thought. So that, as long as it doesn't get lost in the rhetoric, I'm all for this. Let's go ahead and get this out there so the honesty can be out there when we can prove that this won't happen again. And that's what's really important is that people have to pay the price. People have to be held accountable, like almost has been saying over and over, so that no one even thinks once, let alone twice, of doing something like this ever, ever again. And then trying to whitewash it. Exactly. Oh, that their Capitol Mm -hmm. Police were hugging and kissing everybody. That's just a blatant lie from the former president. So, oh, they're um, tourists. Read this real this quick. The House Select the Committee investigating the January 6th attack of the U.S. Capitol demands records Wednesday of communications 
related to the assault among federal officials and a host of Trump staffers and allies, including some family members and letters to the eight federal agencies, including the Department of Justice, the Justice and Defense Department, the FBI, and the National Counterterrorism Center. Representative Benny Thompson, a Democrat myth, the chairman of the bipartisan committee, requested a throve of specific documents of communications that they believe were in cohorts and basically outlined the way the 2000, the January 6, 2021 insurrection would come down. It's kind of scary, man. Well, but, but it's, it's incredibly right scary, almost. but I, 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 as I said, it's heartening, you know, that it appears, as we've been talking about for, for a month or so, it's incredibly important that these people are held to account for for America's standing in the world, for, for the future of our democracy. I mean, there, there's, it's not hyperbolic to say that holding these people accountable could be the difference between whether or not we have free and fair elections in this country and peaceful transition of power. I mean, it really could be the difference. It's not a hyperbole to say that. So, you know, getting, getting the real information whether in a civil lawsuit or as a result of a congressional committee, it sounds like it's going to happen, or, or at least we're trying to make it. The, the powers that be are trying to make it happen. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be I, uh, apparently the former president threw a tantrum again um, and tried to claim executive privilege, even though he's no longer the executive, um, about these records. That, so, you know, clearly there's something Joe Biden there. can do that. Let's be, let's be honest. Only Joe Biden can claim privilege. Because he's no longer the executive. If, if Trump were the executive, there may be some validity to the claim. But he's no longer the executive. And just to emphasize that point a little bit, it, if the only reason he would be calling executive permission is to cover up, hide, or, or throw shade on something that the American people need to know. If he's guilty then that's why he's climbing executive trailer. If he was innocent, he would gladly give those forms up and get, we'll rub it in everybody's faces. I, I, I tend point. to agree with that analysis. I, I do think that it's in this particular case that I copperhead, you're almost certainly correct that he has something real to hide. I, I do think that one should generally be wary um, of um, – Assuming that somebody who claims a legal privilege has some, something to hide, I think in this case they probably he probably does have something very real to hide. But um, you know, it, it is inappropriate to just assume that because somebody claims a privilege True. that it, it should be. be I'm, I'm just warning you. This is Donald yeah. John Trump that we're talking about. The guy who right. died so on he's with almost every certainly threat. really guilty. I agree with you, uh, Mr. Hollywood. You are right. <laughs> he's saying as a rule. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I'm as, just, a, just, as uh, a whole, I agree with you on a, in any yeah. other human being that walks this planet. But when you put the name Donald John Trump in it, he is a pathological liar. Right, I agree. Well, he lives in his own fantasy world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what a pathological liar does? Almost. I mean, uh, I, I'm not like a doctor, but uh, I think the definition of pathological <laughs> means you can't stop lying. Like you just lie over and over. Which, well, from my perspective, that's exactly what he does. He he, he he lies so frequently that it seems to me that he, he even believes some of it. 
Can we speak? Well, let's speak move on to a story that is really great news, and that is the FDA officially approved the Pfizer mm-hmm. vaccine for COVID-19 people. And let me tell you something. It's been met with um, a lot of hate from Texas and Florida. Shame on the Texas Attorney General, Greg Abbott, mm-hmm. or go- governor. You know, he's the governor. He's the governor. Excuse me. The governor in Florida and the governor in Texas. Now, the uh, Judge Clay Jenkins, County Judge Clay Jenkins, won a, had a win in court with his temporary injunction. Do you know anything about that almost? I do. I don't know all of the details of the case, but I'm aware that um, Clay Jenkins, and it's confusing, especially if you're not from Texas, but you have some legal understanding. In Texas, the chief executive of the county is called the county judge. So he's like the mayor of the county, but he's called the county judge. Uh, he's not actually a judge, and it's confusing. Um, the So county judge, chief executive Clay Jenkins issued a um, mask mandate for indoor areas in Dallas County and um, issued a, I believe, well, I want to get it right, and I'm not 100% certain, he definitely issued a mask mandate for certain indoor areas in Dallas County, and that was contrary to an executive order issued by Greg Abbott that said that local governments cannot issue mask mandates. And um, local Dallas County elected district judge, Democrat, named Tanya Parker, wonderful judge who I've appeared before before, um, she um, agreed with Clay Jenkins that it was a abuse of power, essentially, for Abbott to take that local authority away from the local government. Um, so uh, she has enjoyed or stayed enforcement of the mask of the anti-mask mandate executive order. Is my understanding of the legal situation? So, what does it mean that? all the schools are basically ignoring the executive order and that Greg Abbott and DeSantis still doesn't get it. By the way, there was a poll taken that should uh, Ron DeSantis uh, run in 2024, would he be victorious? Six in 10 Florida voters said he, they would not like to see the state Republicans governor become a presidential candidate. Over 35% yeah, said they would not vote for him, so it kind of sounds like he's ass out there. Well, you know, the the, the it, it's an interesting thing, and clearly the Texas government and the Florida government is having an internal fight where the local school boards and mayors and county judges um, – want to try to protect their citizens. You know, their their primary goal is public health and protection. And um, regardless of the, the propaganda that is spread by certain right-wing media, it's clear scientifically that wearing a mask indoors does, in fact, reduce the likelihood of the spread of COVID-19. And so, you know, the, the mask mandates arise as a result of public health necessity or public health um, policy. And Abbott and DeSantis and 
Noam from South Dakota and certain other Republican governors and Republican, you know, um, leaning pundits and things like that, they don't actually have the public health interests of the citizens in mind. It's not about protection against COVID-19 or whether or not masks are good or bad. It's about owning liberals and keeping uh, firm, you know, Republican grip over um, certain state governments and, and making people um, wish you know, showing it's showing supplication to to Donald Trump's base. Like they're doing it to try to get elected. They're not doing it for good public policy reasons. They're doing it to try to get elected. And it's 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 disgusting. I mean, we're try we're in a literal hundred year pandemic that it happens once every one hundred years. It's totally reasonable for the government to put certain restrictions to try to protect public health. It's it's not crazy. And and these Republicans well, are I'm sorry. I'm I'm ranting because I'm very upset about it. You have to admit, though, they are doing something about it because they are getting vaccinated. They are wearing their masks. They are doing their social distancing, and they're just telling their people not to because that's what their people want to hear. So it, and they're lying to their there, people. Look they're at, out look now at your, lying to their your people, leaders. just like Republicans right. do, right? But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Republicans, Correct. look at your leaders and see who's getting masked, see who's getting vaccinated, see who's getting these things that they're telling you not to do, and then ask yourself, why are they doing it? It's because it's in their best interest. Therefore, it should be in your best interest also. Hey, let's do a section identification real quick, guys. This is All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio, live every Thursday night from American Wealth Group USA Studios. This is your host, John Hollywood. We also have your co-host, Amos Wolvers with Wards and Nunn. And we have special correspondent Copperhead with us. Right now we're talking about COVID-19 and passing officially of the FDA of uh, the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19. Now, remember, this vaccine is not, and the Republicans keep twisting this, and it's so confusing to people, and I understand. But understand, this vaccine is not to stop you from getting COVID-19. It is stopping Mm -hmm. you from dying from the disease. It is stopping you from possibly going to the hospital. The If you go to the hospital and you are unvaccinated, you have a 95% chance of dying in the hospital that day. So everybody out there needs to wake up. There are all five banks have already, the, the major five banks are in requirement of proof of vaccination. California, so military. New York, and it's coming to Texas really quick. Everybody out there, you need to quit, get, you need to get vaccinated and quit playing games with your life. Biden has also required all of the U.S. military to go ahead and get vaccinated. And all and federal employees that, and contractors. I'm so pleased about it, and I think that it's legally the constitutional. I think he's allowed to do it. I think he has the authority. I also think it's policy perspective correct, like it's the smart thing to do. Um, it's a shame that we have to coerce people with, you know, a threat of a loss of a job or something to do the obvious easy thing that takes one second. I mean, it takes literally like 10 seconds to get the vaccine. Um, and it's, how often do you get free health care in America? It's free. 
Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard to convince people to get a life-saving free vaccine. Um, but apparently, well, I say apparently, but it is very hard to convince people because of propaganda and um, an agenda by uh, certain powers that be in, in the right wing and their pundits and their financiers that, that want Joe Biden to fail and don't care about the public health of Americans. So, you know, we have this, this, this hesitancy built in, and if we have to shun them from polite society and find them and coerce them with the threat of losing their jobs in order to actually get vaccinated so we can move on from this 100-year plague, go for it. I'm happy. Good policy. Do it. Copperhead, what do you think? I have a very dark silver lining about all of this, because if you keep mm-hmm. telling Republicans not to get vaccinated, and it's statistically proven that more people are dying that don't have the vaccine than that do, we're going to have a different sway on especially some of these states like Texas, who have been so close to the red-blue line that we've gone mm. back and forth a little bit. We're definitely How about Florida, David? How about Florida, Copperhead? All, all, those, all those old folks? I'm just saying there's a couple of few reasons that, you know, if they don't want to tell their people to get vaccinated and their people are stupid enough to listen to it, it, just take off the warning labels. Just take off the warning labels, let the stupid ones kill themselves. It's just, I'm, that's all I can say about that. We've given them the facts. I wanted to play some uh, the audio of this guy from CNN talking to Trump supporters about being vaccinated. And this one old lady actually said this. I kid you not, and I couldn't get the video up in time for the show. But she said, I believe this is God's way of separating the sheep from the goat. I'm all for it. And he said, which are you? She said, well, I'm certainly not a sheep, so I'm a goat. And he's like, so you're a goat? (laughs) And I'm like, does this woman realize what she's admitting on national television? Just the hypocrisy and the stupidness of these people. It's mind-boggling. What do you think, almost? Well, I mean, I hear you, and obviously I haven't heard that one woman statement. There's a lot of idiots, and, you know, t- to be perfectly fair, there's a lot of idiots on the left wing as well. But I, I, I think that, you know, on the individual basis, but I think broadly it's a good point that it's basically Republicans who are causing this problem with vaccine hesitancy and, you know, all of a sudden, the hospitals in Texas and Mississippi and Florida are overwhelmed with patients again when we have a free, safe, cheap, and effective vaccine. Um, it's not Democrats that are causing this, this surge. So, I mean, I, I, I struggle to... I have no sympathy. I, I, I try to be an empathetic person, but I have no sympathy for those people. Then the you next don't kind of point I want to – right, it's hard to because they, they really are being dumb. But then there's another, there, there, there's another kind of part of that, which it's kind of harder to articulate, but I think, I think it's interesting and it, it could be important uh, and it's certainly relevant, but the, the the idea that people w- w- would choose to 
to believe false news about public health because of a perceived political issue. It's so hard to overcome that propaganda, and, and the Democrats are trying hard, but if, they ref- if, they, if the propagandists and the people who are brainwashed won't belong in polite society, then both governments and corporations, which are starting to do it, should make it hard for them to exist in polite society. Um, requiring proof of vaccination prior to, for example, going into Walmart. I don't think Walmart's about to do that, but if it did, it would incentivize individuals who are not vaccinated but like to go to Walmart to get vaccinated. And, you know, airlines have done it a little bit. Cruise ships have done it a little bit. My company, tiny little law firm, has done it. So, you know, there's, there, there is a way that we can use corporate power to shun these people out of polite society, which is where they belong if they're going to refuse to get vaccinated at this point. Well, Delta Airlines is doing one step further, and they're not eliminating people or telling them they can't go to work, but they're hitting them in their pocketbook by telling them, listen, if you are unvaccinated, you will have to be uh, tested every day. You will definitely have to wear a mask, and we will charge you a $200 upcharge on your health insurance. What do you think right. of that? That's, ex- that's exactly what I'm talking about, and I, I totally support that. I mean, it's, it's Delta using its power. They have corporate power over their employees, and it's Delta appropriately using its corporate power to shun it's unvaccinated employees out of polite society. And, you know, if they don't want to have those consequences, they can get vaccinated. It's free. It's cheap. It takes about 10 minutes. Like you said, free health care from the government. Where do you get that ever? You know, the five banks are also <laughs> considering shutting down the inside, and they're only doing business with customers online mm-hmm. by being able to take pictures of your deposits or direct deposits they're encouraging or the other thing is mm-hmm. just doing things through the drive-thru. Where Chase mm-hmm. was close, Ameri- Bank of America was closing down their drive-thrus. Now other banks are deciding to close down the insides to stop the uh, possible contact with their customers to their staff. What do you think about that, Comrade? Right. Well, I mean, it's obvious. Anytime you have these little, what they're called, anchor points where multiple people pass through, where there's a grocery store or gas station, or in this case, a bank. Yes, you're going to have multiple contacts touching each other that wouldn't normally touch each other. So limiting or uh, destroying that hub and bringing it down to electronic communications and to uh, online deposits, that's going to be an asset of of major business taking a step towards limiting those contacts of those people that are infected. Um, The other part of that is uh, stadiums and uh, other entertainment values are requiring vaccine vaccine cards as you walk into the stadiums, which means that these big open forums or open stadiums, even closed stadiums, are now telling you you can't participate with the entertainment world if you're going to cause problems with this. And the fact is, is that mm-hmm. once again, you look at look at your leaders, look at your your uh, your president, look at your vice your former president, and see what they're saying. They're saying now vaccine. They they wear the mask. They were they took the vaccine. They had their families take the vaccine. There's a reason they did that. So even if they're telling you not to do it now, today they're telling you not to do it now, ask them if they've gotten vaccinated. 
Ask them if they had their family vaccinated. Ask them how long they've had the vaccine. Well, now, J- Donald Trump did a rally in Alabama last last Saturday night. And when he brought up the vaccine and said, you know, as far as the vaccine, I understand your freedom, but I think you should do the vaccine. I'm for the vaccine. I'm the one that put it all together. And they told me three to five years, and I did it in nine months. The crowd booed him. Yep. So his people were turning Very away. Very interesting. Turning their backs on him and leaving. What do you think, Almost? Jerry, his own lies. Very, very interesting, isn't it? They, you know, they can't control the monster, and um, the, the the propaganda is powerful. They're they're the, the the individuals who are victims of the brainwashing are so thoroughly brainwashed that even when their their leader, the cult leader, when he does the about face, you know. They, they they say oh they he, someone must have got to him that's not what he really believes or they or they say oh he's now he's a sellout now he's no longer one of us even though I don't think that's really what's going on but I, I do think what's going on is that it's become a matter of faith rather than a matter of reason it's a matter of faith for a lot of these folks that um, these brainwashed folks that. If you're a good, solid, Trump-voting American Republican, you don't take the vaccine because it's dangerous, and that's our political position. And um, to hear their leader about face on that, it, 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 almost, it almost shatters their worldview, where it's like, this is the guy who we said is our god emperor, and now he's telling us different from what he told us before? Does that mean he was wrong before when he called COVID a hoax? Does that mean he was wrong before when he encouraged people not to get the vaccine? It's, it, it changes. It, it, I understand why they booed him, but I found it to be very, very interesting. And Copperhead, what do you think? I think this is one of those times that he's trying something out, and in the next rally he'll, re, he'll retract it, and he'll find out what works better for his people and what they want to hear. It's a really weird echo chamber because he'll say something, and if it works, it's repeated. And if he says something and it mm-hmm. falls flat, then he doesn't repeat it ever again. And if they start pushing, like, lock her up or whatever it is that they're chanting this week, he repeats that for them. So he amplifies their sound, and he repeats what they applaud on, and then they anything that falls flat is retracted or, or stepped back the next rally. So I'll be surprised no, if he says twice in a row. Can I, can I respond to that? Because I completely agree, and I think it's a very interesting point about Donald Trump. Um, I, I think that um, you know Donald Trump, as we all know, and as everybody is very well aware, is not a quote-unquote normal politician. But but something that he does that that Copperhead has hit the nail on the head about is is he kind of acts almost like a stand-up comedian testing out material. And, he's not a strong um, leader. He's a strong listener. Right, and he, he's also um, – if there's anything that he's definitely got a real skill at, it's manipulating people and telling them what they want to hear. Um, right. and, and so you know, he, uh, he, because he doesn't have a strong you know, stance on policy, he, he doesn't really stand for anything other than you know, enriching himself. Um, and, and so because yeah, he doesn't really have a strong stance on policy, he, he his policy can shift. It shifts on a dime. 
don't get the vaccine, actually, you probably should get the vaccine. That's a 180-degree shift. And, and, you know, I'm okay with a politician shifting a position based on texts or based on, you know, new information, but that's not what's going on. He's doing it based on pressure and based on what he thinks he needs to say. It, it's not because of, like, a fundament, fundamentally held belief. So it's, it's this weird thing that he does where he tests out material in a rally or in a speech or in a statement and if it does well if as Popper had said if the crowd chants back at him lock him up he'll he'll say it in every speech from here on out you know but if, right. if the crowd if it falls flat he, he won't use the joke again I mean it's to, to continue the, the stand-up comedian line it's he's testing out material and that material would be um you guys maybe should get the vaccine now. It, 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 went, it, it came back at him hard, and I, I actually tend to agree with Topperhead that he's not going to say that again. Probably. Exactly. Going to be all right, guys, so let's do let's special, uh, station identification. This is All You Need to Know Radio on Blog Talk Radio, heard every Thursday night exclusively on Blog Talk Radio at 6 p.m. And the American Wealth Group USA, high above downtown Dallas. Uh, studios, and I'm your host, John Hollywood, with our co-host, Almost Woolward. Say hello to everybody, Almost. Hello, hello. And then we have our special correspondent, Copperhead. Say hello to everybody, Copperhead. Hello to everybody, Copperhead. All right, guys, so we have a caller calling in. Let's take this call. Hello, caller. Your last four of your uh, cell phone number is 1693. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Yeah, Thomas, how are you guys doing tonight? So you're all in Dallas? We are. Yes, sir. Where are you, Thomas? Far far out, man. So you guys have been there all all your lives? All of you you moved there recently or been there? How's Dallas, man? I'm I'm in Hawaii, but I'm thinking of moving out of here. Uh, I'm just kind of getting the island fever in a sense, but not not really. But I just feel like I need more space, you you know what I mean? D- D- Dallas no, is great Dallas for making money, amazing. but I'd stay in Hawaii if I was you, sir. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I mean, look, I don't know what you, I don't know anything about you except that you live in Hawaii, but I am jealous anyway. <laughs> All right, so Thomas, <laughs> what, I mean, what are you calling about today? How yeah. did we? How did you get? How did you find us? Yeah, no, I, I go on blog talk. I listen to different uh, different ones, you know, to see what uh, people are thinking and trying to uh, convey out to this uh, public, you know, so I listen to all, all of them out there. I've listened to uh, the new Black Panthers. I've listened to uh, National Socialist Movement. I've listened to uh, Liberal Dan. <laughs> I've listened to, okay. uh, you know, I go on and on anyway. So I just happen to no, put on you guys. Did our, uh, the title of our show catch your attention or what caught your attention about our show? Oh, politics. So I go to Politics Live. Is what I do when I when I go into uh, blog talk radio. I go uh, live and then politics, and then it brings me and then it, there's usually only a handful Very good. On at a given time. So what's what's a Hawaii thought on what we're saying today? Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, I got a whole new uh, view and perspective on everything. It's pretty cool, man. I love it, man. I really feel like I'm I'm at where what's really happening. Unfortunately, most people won't won't uh, join me. Because they'll think it's a little far-fetched, but uh, right now I'm not leaving my thought about this. I believe I'm spot on. (laughs) You guys will probably go, okay, dude, whatever you say. 
But uh, what, what what do you agree with, and what is it that you're disagreeing with? What's far fetched on this? Well, I'm agreeing with uh, little digital pieces of information that I've uh, obtained uh, in the last just actually uh, probably say uh, three four weeks. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, yeah, I, see, I, I, right now at this point, I don't think anything that we see and hear is really what's the truth. You know, it's just it's just a big. Uh, mm, Buddy, listening to our show, you're thinking what we're talking. You're, we're telling, we're telling the truth. We're being honest with the America and everybody around the world as we broadcast well, I mean is, that way. Yeah, when you if you throw on the TV or you listen to what uh, they're trying to tell you on the internet, you know, as being the news and that you, should, uh, you know, it's all really nonsense. I, I I'm at this point, so I'm free because of it. So because okay, mm. this is how I this is how I got to this point real quick. Okay, uh, uh, I never believed in alien ships and aliens because I never saw one, right? I'm one of these people that I'm pretty hard to convince of something. Unless I see something and can fairly much say, okay, yeah, that's right. That's true. That's there needs to be evidence. So, so what I saw, and I'm sure you guys saw it, was these uh, U.S. fighter jets that spotted these, uh, they called them Tic Tacs because of their oblong shape. Uh, mm-hmm. One woman in 2004, a woman... Uh, aircraft uh, pilot saw one in 2004 she's now retired she's recently been on the news and rotor 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 and how do you call them reuters 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 right yeah right yeah she was on there recently like up to 2019 in which she was talking about it and she was waiting for the outcome of what they came up with as what it was from her 2004 sighting because she recently saw the 2016 sighting Hey, Thomas, well, I'm very excited what you're saying. What does this have to do with what we're talking about on our show right now? We've got only about a minute to talk with you, so can you go on? So she goes, yeah, that's exactly what I saw, right? Okay, and then I recently saw a program that talked about, so I I assume that now that these are probably alien crafts because we know that we we don't have these, but. Yes, sir. Hey, Thomas, thanks so much for calling in. All right, so that's not at all what we're talking about, guys. So let's change subjects real quick. Let's go to Britney yeah. Spears. That okay. Would, that would make any sense. I mean, it's not what we were talking about, and we only want to talk wh- about Whether or not aliens exist is not the topic. <laughs> um, right. They, they, they may or may not exist, but it's irrelevant. <laughs> so, almost, you ready for your – you want to do – we're talking about the porn actor Jeremy – Ron Jeremy indicted, and guys, I was wrong about a number of charges. It is 30 mm-hmm. counts of sexual assault involving mm. 21 women and girls across more than two decades, authorities say. Mm. Jeremy is 68 years old, and he has now been charged in his case is headed to the grand jury. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? Well, um, I have no idea what the evidence is. Um, Obviously, uh, 38 counts sounds to me like the prosecutor has something. Um, There is a reason why we have a presumption of innocence um, in the United States, and we should not jump to conclusions. Uh, That said, um, 38 counts of the same type of conduct and given what we know about, you know, Jeremy's proclivities um, as a porn star, um, it it doesn't, it wouldn't shock me if he is in fact guilty, but I do want 
to caution the listeners that he does have a presumption of innocence for a reason, and we don't know what all of the evidence Absolutely. is. Absolutely, and let's be real. Mm-hmm. In, when you're having rough sex, which a lot of his porns are rough sex, can, mm-hmm. they, can he be indicted on that when that's acting, basically? I, um, um, I'm not a criminal law expert, but I believe that if there was consent, the answer is no. Copperhead, what do you think? I think it's very interesting to see somebody that we've seen on, like, MTV's uh, Real World uh, kind of indicted on some of this because we kind of know at least a, a, that reality TV show personification of him and his reputation. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but, like, it almost says we have to presume he's innocent until we see the evidence laid out and we can, and we can see what the prosecution has to say. Okay, almost. So that's exactly right. So we're gonna we'll keep watch on this story, and uh, we brought you heard it first from All You Need to Know Radio. Once again, you're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, broadcasting in America and around the world. This is a commercial-free show. If you haven't noticed yet, we have about seven minutes left. Almost. Do you want to stay on for the Madonna and Tupac Shakur letter, or do with, you want to have your two minutes? Respect. I, with sincere respect, I think I'd like to talk about uh, politics for a minute or two and then uh, let you guys talk about the entertainment news. So, um, Absolutely, let's do it. Uh, thank you. So a- as we've discussed earlier on the show and on a couple of shows previous to this, um, the coup attempt by Donald Trump um, and his cronies was very real and had multiple parts. It's very important that the um, conspirators, the people who planned the coup attempt, including Donald Trump personally, but also a bunch of his other people, his cronies, he didn't do it alone, are held to account. It appears that that accountability is occurring at least somewhat, but if you care about good governance, and you should, If you care about good governance, you care about good policy that helps the American people, you care about the rule of law and the peaceful transition of power in a democracy, you need to support the Democratic Party because it is the Democrats who are the ones who are trying to uncover the truth about what happened in this coup attempt. The Republican Party is an enemy of of democracy and an enemy of the people in its current form right this second. They are, have, have little terrorists in their congressional de- delegation and are refusing to do anything about it. Look at Mo Brooks and the radio silence from his Republican comments at colleagues after he made comments in support of the terrorist attacker um, in front of the Library of Congress two weeks ago. These people are dangerous. You need to register to vote in your jurisdiction, vote in every single election, straight ticket Democrat all the way for the rest of your life. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a great pleasure. Um, Thank you to Copperhead and to John Hollywood for the platform and the ability to talk about important issues. Love you all. Good night. All right, almost. That's almost Warriors with Warriors and None. Thank you so much for being a part of our amazing lineup for our audience. Thank you, almost. He brings such an incredible education to our show, which we very, very much love. So, Curve. 
that is the amazing Madonna. Madonna may have been living for love then, but for 20 years, she's been trying to hide this very intimate letter between her and Paris rapper Tupac Shakur. An apology letter to Madonna is finally headed to the auction. If you're willing to put out $100,000, you can get this original letter. So two years ago, Madonna attempted to sell uh, to stop the celebrity sale and does not obligate my right to maintain my privacy and appears the court overturned that injunction last month that Madonna received years back. This three-page letter dated January 15, 1995, is a year and a change before he was fatally, Tupac Shakur, was fatally shot. He apologized to the singer for not being the kind of friend I know I am capable of being. The artist dated briefly, both of these artists dated briefly in the 90s, though they kept it secret. In 2015, Madonna said that Shapur had rivaled her up before a shocking 1994 appearance on David Letterman. So she was very feeling very gangster in her words. When she said the F word 13 times live on air, when David Letterman had to remind her, you do realize this is a live broadcast. And Madonna right. again said, I don't give a F. And I guess I've already made this in our show, so I'll say, I don't give a fuck, is what she said. She said the f- word fuck 13 times live on air. This paints a really interesting picture with Madonna because back in the day, Madonna. This would have hurt Madonna's career, and now she's a billionaire and sitting on top of the planet, not just the United States, the very planet. She is the most known woman on the planet Earth. She's worth a billion dollars. She doesn't care what people think, but that wasn't the case in 2015. What do you think, Copperhead? I would, I would be interested because with so many different music crossovers, I mean, we've had rap artists singing with country artists. We've had pop music singing with hard grunge rockers. We've had uh, Linkin Park with Jay-Z. I mean, like, there's all sorts of different mashups that have worked really well, especially with different fans from different genres. And having some sort of collaboration with Madonna and Tupac while they were dating would have been sensational. I mean, they're both amazing artists in their own right. And, and definitely at the top of the games, even then. And Madonna, if nothing else, is the queen of chameleons. She can adapt and rearrange, and put her pulse on what, she, or put her finger on the pulse of what's hot. So her having some of those Tupac and Shakur lines in the middle of one of her songs, or vice versa, that could have been totally totes. We never know because she kind of kept it quiet. But uh, I don't think she would have been out of the game just because they were became a powerhouse couple. All right, so we're out of time, Copperhead, so we're going to skip our song pick of the week. We'll move it to next week. Here is your two-minute warning. No, I think it's very, very important you guys open your eyes. You can listen all you want to everybody who's speaking, but you look look at their actions. You know the true form of anybody by what they do, not what they say. So if they are getting vaccinated and they're getting their families vaccinated and they're telling you not to get vaccinated, what makes you different than their own families? What makes you think that it's not safe to send your kids to school with masks and to help prevent the spread of this COVID disease when now children are dying from this disease? It's no longer just impacting adults. It's definitely impacting kids, too. 
and those hubs that we were talking about before where people come together and spread the disease, schools are going to be a major one of those. So we need to do what we can as individuals and as communities to come together and start wearing masks, practice social distance, to wash your hands, to get vaccinated. That's the number one thing you can possibly do. So good luck out there. Pay attention and get vaccinated. Thank you so much, Copperhead. All right, guys. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. I just want to say very simply, the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19 has been approved by the FDA. Everybody said that's all you needed. So with that, go get vaccinated. Keep preaching for the stars and don't let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or how to make your dreams come true. Good night, live from American Wealth Group USA Studios in Dallas, Texas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.